0: The thoughts, opinions, and general overall shade thrown on Hyatt 9 News are those of the individual speakers and not those of Hyatt 9 News, its audience, or its advertisers. The statements made do not constitute medical, legal, or financial advice, and for advice tailored to your specific situation, please consult with a licensed professional. Welcome to the Hyatt 9 News Hour, where you will hear from cannabis industry experts and professionals from around the country talk about important topics. oh yeah good morning everybody hope everybody is having an amazing amazing day today we have some huge huge news today but today is tuesday august 22nd and today happens to be my dad's birthday so i do want to wish him a very very happy birthday happy birthday pops yes also today is national pecan tort day be an angel day you hear that rico also, World Plant Milk Day. I'm not sure what that really is even supposed to mean, but it's also National Surgical Oncologist Day, International Day of Commemorating the Victims of Acts of Violence based off religions, religious beliefs. Uh, and, of course, you can't have that day without Never Been Better Day. And uh, National Tooth Fairy Day and National Bow Day. What do you think about all that, Rico? It's a lot of days today.
1: I'm a big fan of that... Uh... The bow, the bow. I bet you are. I bet you are. You want, you want B-A-O, right? Like the actual the, food?
0: Yeah, the actual food. Yes, yes. Yes, the actual yeah. the
1: actual food. Good job. Good job. Good job, yeah. Rico. Yes. I do live, I do live in the uh, the Asian uh, community now, Jason. Yeah. Now, now I'm in Gar- Gardena. I've got some great bows and uh, uh, sushi at um, great prices here. So Authentic it's, food. It's amazing.
0: Fantastic. That's amazing. That is Shout great. out to Gardena. And... Of course, today, today is August 22nd. And you know what that means, Rico? What does that mean? That means that we have been doing this show for exactly one year today. Today is our one year anniversary of Hyatt 9 news Wow. <laughs> one year. Mm-hmm. You come so far. Bro, from where we started, we have definitely came a long, long way. But yes, thank you man. all for joining us and getting high at 9 with us. It's also high noon on the East Coast. And please remember to like, share, and subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Use that fancy little QR code right there in the top-hand corner of your screen to see where we live on the Internet. And we're live every Monday through Friday on YouTube. And eventually we'll be audio only on, uh, on Twitter spaces once we figure out whatever the hell is going on with Twitter spaces. But nonetheless, we're going to kick it off first with the Dope Dad himself. That's right. It's Rico Lamite, the professional backpedaler. Uh, backpedaler the professional backspinner, and, of course, the professional backstroker. That's right. It is none other than the dope dad himself, Mr. Rico LaMitte.
1: And the crowd goes wild. I do like the stroke on my back. I just bet. Saying. I bet. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason. So uh, this one, uh, I think uh, Gretchen's going to like this one a lot. So just calling it right off the top. So um Germany. They made major global industry waves last week uh, when its legislative cabinet passed a landmark cannabis bill legalizing adult use consumption and cultivation. Analysts call the bill one of the most liberal in the European Union and without the lingering guilt and lack of a coherent plan to settle generations of unpaid debt brought on by racist attacks on its own communities. Germany could be poised to actually leapfrog America and become the world's first true major market with ideal conditions for an absolute mso bonanza who's who of cannabis uh mso gang bangers including Tilray, aurora cannabis canopy growth chronos group and clever leaves are all lined up outside licking their chops but analysts say that one particular u.s based operator is the most poised to come out on top when it smoke clears from cannabis's own battle of normandy A company recently run out of America's major markets thanks to uh, mounting legal fees earmarked for battling regional and federal lawsuits after failing to compete against local retailers with established community bonds. A company with more alleged ties to Russian oligarchs than in November on the chests of Chads in Vegas. Surely, the down but not quite out, Big 8 MSO remains one of the largest cannabis companies in the world and plans to start selling recreationally in Germany by the end of 2024. German markets expected to grow significantly soon to become one of the world's largest adult use markets as the most populated country in the EU with a population just shy of 84 million people. Miles Warren, president of Cureleaf International, told the Financial Times that many people will be coming into cannabis in Germany for the first time and trying it out. Cureleaf will do everything they can to build up that business. Cureleaf executive chairman of the board, um, And a keynote speaker at upcoming Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference, Boris Johnson, uh, he came out and he said he expected to reveal the ailing giant's game plan for a German conquest. Um, While Benzinga and other business-minded publications say Cureleaf is well-positioned to capitalize on this major opportunity with the potential of generating significant revenue for years to come, possibly miles ahead of the competition some of the familiar issues that it struggled with domestically may pose a similar threat abroad the one in particular competing against germany's well established illicit market which is an issue that warren says he's well aware of and the company's prepared this time to take it head on that said legalization could have a significant impact on their economy uh, with analysts estimating the market quickly becoming worth billions of euros uh, within its first year or two in a revenues in a revenue study that I done last month. Um according to a government survey, four point five million Germans claim to have smoked weed at least once last year, and it was not legal at all. So my question to everybody is Is Cure Leaf gonna strike back and take over the the EU? And is Germany their first point of contact? I'm Rico Lamid, the dopest ad on the street. I'd love to hear from you guys. What do you think uh, Gretchen?
0: I mean is Cure is Cureleaf a Canadian company now.
1: They're international man, global. Well, now they're global.
2: Another a German company.
0: Well, well no, <laughs> right. I'm just saying, I'm saying the Canadian go where the, money the, is. the Canadian markets dominate Germany. And so if they're saying that Cureleaf is poised That's to really. dominate the German market, then are they becoming a Canadian company? I, I mean, I
3: think I think what they mean is the import right now to germany from canada is what's dominating that, but if germany has their if germany has their own industry and their own commerce then they're not going to import Germany's. as much weed that's why clever leaves they're also another group um i think they're european based but they have operations in Colombia and stuff like that i mean that's they're headquartered
4: why they're in new york clever leaves
3: interesting interesting um,
4: um but but, I, but they're in right? clever leaves was my client at one point uh, they have uh, partners in Bogota, yes, and that is where they do the bulk of their growing. They also have a grow in Portugal. And their whole focus has always been we will only do business in legal cannabis markets. So they've been working outside of the US for, they're headquartered here, but all their business has been Canada, Germany, um, other countries where they're allowed to actually do business. I mean, medical cannabis has been legal in Germany since 2016. So, none of this is a shock to me. These people are all angling themselves to be ready for when adult use comes about because Germany is going to be the largest European market. Uh, There's only one actual German-owned company still operating in the German cannabis market. Uh, The rest are all foreigners. Uh, I think Cura Leaves is just finally getting on the bandwagon where Tilray has been, Aurora has been, everyone else has been. The goal is to get... The medical license in Germany, you got that, and that's your golden ticket for Europe.
2: Truly.
3: Isn't it? Isn't it a medical only? Isn't a pharmacy supplied product yes. in yes. all throughout Europe? So Italy, Portugal, it doesn't matter. It has to be pharmacy based kind of sales for for all of Europe.
4: I don't. I don't believe it's that way for all of Europe. I believe the countries get to decide how they're doing it. But I know Germany is a pharmacy based.
0: Yes, I, it's, I, it's, I would agree with Gretchen okay. on this one.
4: Because I know Italy sorta has a market, but not really. So no, Germany is definitely the most advanced European medical market.
3: Italy, it's run by the government, it's run by the army. The military runs all of the cannabis cultivation and research and all that stuff, right? Or I'm not have. an expert
4: on Italian uh, cannabis. I just have a oh, semi-grasp oh. on uh, Germany because of my work with Cleverly. Is, is,
1: is, is it true? Uh, I think I heard somewhere that pizza is really not that big in Italy. Is that true? Is that true? <laughs>
0: that's, 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 that's true.
1: It, that's if, true. If, if, Hold if, on.
0: Okay, what do you of mean, Gretchen? Pizza has a lot to with cannabis. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah,
1: my god <laughs> Munchie opportunity
0: yeah, Major and- munchie ops yeah, Pizza is one of the number <laughs> one foods consumed by by cannabis consumers 100%. It totally was an
4: American thing after World War II Yes, they made something similar But pizza as you know it is an American
1: concoction As my
3: as my, as my my two-year-old niece As my two-year-old niece, Ella would say Pizza
1: Are you going to speculate on my personal relationship with pizza? Gretchen, Oh on now
4: I speculate on whatever I damn well please.
2: Damn. <laughs> damn, son, where'd you find this?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very interesting. Uh, what do you, any thoughts on this, Todd?
2: I think Germany needs a new public relations uh positive, right? So, uh <laughs> Hold on, you think, I think cannabis is the way to go. <laughs> you think you think cureleaf is the
0: right public relations person for Germany? Well, I think
2: that Germany, you know, diving into and wanting to really embrace the uh, recreational side of things, I think it's important. I know they're a medical country now, but, uh, you know, Cureleaf might help them and uh, move, you know, move the ticker to one side uh, to get that recreational.
0: They're going to bring all that that Russian influence. Well, and Jason,
4: my point was, which you clearly missed, is that <laughs> Cura Leaf is not the only one doing business in Germany? They're oh, I just know this. the latest.
0: I know this. I mean,
4: so I don't know why know you're so this. focused on Cura Leaf. They're, well, they're, the they're the, they're the title, bigger boys in the market. They're the
0: title of the story of the headline, Gretchen, is why I'm focused on Cura Leaf. I Relief, get it, okay? but you're just. I mean, Once again, I yeah, mean personally, personally, I don't the even understand for I, a comeback. I don't even understand <laughs> how they're able to come up with this headline because that the Canadian market is so far ahead in Germany. I just don't understand that how they're able to say that Cureleaf is poised to dominate the market. I'm just not. I'm well, not I think
4: that. they they're suggesting that the companies they've purchased in Germany will, will lead them to have quite a large market share. That's right.
1: They have bought up the. If mm-hmm. you
4: read the article and not just the
1: headline. Everybody else is paying the tolls, man. They bought up the road. That's mm-hmm. right. Our mm-hmm. collective.
3: Oh. I, I definitely agree with Todd. I think Germany and Russia need some better you know, foreign relations. I think this is a good start. It's a good start.
1: So could this actually turn the leaf for Cureleaf? Oh, God. Be the wind that they need? Oh, my Jesus. I th-
4: Frankly, I mean, and not to be joking, but I think a good part of the European market is what's going to save a number of these companies who can't turn a buck here until we're legalized. I yeah. mean... They got to go somewhere to sell,
0: right? They do got to go somewhere. That is
3: that is Do you think do, uh, the article it talked about them, you know, dominating the German market, but but not by cultivating there, right? Not by yeah. driving a lot of the like the industry and infrastructure that's needed there. Do you think? Do we think that it's going to be more of an um, you know all around import play for Europe, or are we really expecting? You know europe mm-hmm. to control the cultivation of their own cannabis product and no
4: my understanding is that europe will be a import kind right. of crowd
3: what about yeah, Germany, the grows Germany's... in portugal though what about these people growing in portugal and growing in italy i mean, I how mean big growing
4: these... it uh, growing in those grows is just to make things closer than shipping from canada yeah, from yeah. portugal or i'm sorry yeah. from colombia
3: I,
1: I could be wrong uh, maybe you know better uh, more about this uh, um uh, gretchen if uh, trading within the eu is that going to be is, is it all free trade within the no. eu i
4: don't, I don't
1: think so no. no, that'll, that'll happen
3: eventually but it'll be a it'll be a time before that that happens they each have to do it individually each country
0: they have they have vats all the, all throughout all of europe
3: yeah
1: i didn't know how they were going to be handling cannabis at all well, it doesn't sound like they're going to be handling it really at all I don't know yeah, they said they said that, you know, uh, German Trap Market is still is already. Thriving I bet, I bet there. the German Trap Market is alive and well and happy Oktoberfest to all of them out there. We'll see if Cureleaf has better fortunes uh, as they move east. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're going to go to a commercial. We're going to be right back.
3: How's it going, guys? Simon Rezani coming to you from Green Street here with Jason Beck smoking on the best weed in the world. Did you know that we have an audio-only version of our podcast available on Apple, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? Tune in now and check it out.
1: He's known to many as the cannabis industry's most tenured professional with over a quarter-century running shops out here in California. He's also known as the man who smokes the best weed in the world you know who he is Jason Beck.
0: Oh yeah good morning Rico oh man Are you and ready for that
1: uh that 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 death stroke Jason Oh god here we go
0: and I do do want to thank everyone that has participated with the show throughout this our first year thank you very very much we appreciate you all yes. very very much um including you Gretchen we really appreciate you too Suck it. just so you know Damn, I was trying to be nice, you just mean. you're
4: never nice. You want to be nice. We I pay was just back. nice.
0: I was just nice. I just was nice. You could
4: be nice in the wallet. I'm pay nice.
0: Me. I'm nice. I'm probably nice. That is how you know. I
4: recognize niceness. I pay bet. your bills. I
0: bet. Well, guess what? Oh, that's right. You guys knew there was gonna be a New York story today. I'm sure you guys did, because an injunction halting marijuana licensing sparks confusion in the industry. That's right. State Supreme Court justice. Kevin R. Bryant issued an injunction on Friday stopping New York's marijuana licensing program amid a lawsuit filed by four veterans. Marijuana retail store operators and applicants hoping to become one have been left confused after a judge granted an injunction on Friday that will halt New York's marijuana licensing program while a court challenge of the system unfolds. State Supreme Court Justice Kevin R. Bryant's decision continued an earlier restraining order and injunction that has blocked regulators from processing new applications for retail licenses under a program that the judge said is in legal jeopardy that's right the decision left open the door For exemptions from the injunction including any licensees who prior to august 7th met all requirements for licensing legal experts said that the ambiguity in how requirements are defined in the multi-step licensing process has left applicants and operators of dispensaries unsure of their standing bryant found that marijuana regulators had failed to follow the clear language of the applicable legislation that legalized cannabis when they veered from the plan or when they veered from the plain language of the 2021 statute and created a program to award conditional retail licenses exclusively to applicants with past marijuana convictions the judge noted that the new york regulators continued their preferential licensing program and even expanded it in the face of mounting legal challenges asserting that it was an unlawful and vi- unlo- uh, that it was unlawful and violated the constitutional rights of other in quote social equity applicants including minority owned minority-owned and women-owned businesses, as well as disabled military veterans. The injunction also said that applicants can seek court intervention on a case-by-case basis to gain exemption from the halting of licensing activity already being processed. Robert D. Pasa, the chair of the Cannabis Law Group at Cole Schultz, said their clients have been left frustrated by the confusion over whether they will be exempted and allowed to proceed in opening their businesses, in a quote, The only one who gave that answer is the court and the judge, DePisa said. As for right now, we're all just speculating. The injunction also called called on the state of the Office of Cannabis Management to submit a list by the end of Tuesday of all licensees who meet the exemption requirements. The plaintiffs in the case, the four service disabled veterans filed their lawsuit earlier this month accusing regulators of unlawfully prioritizing applicants with prior drug convictions while excluding others. The judge gave them until Thursday to file any obligations to the state's list. On Friday, Bryant is scheduled to hear arguments in the case before issuing a decision on the list of applicants who would be allowed to continue with that process to open retail marijuana stores while others would need to wait for the litigation to play out. The judge's order last week also directs the State Cannabis Control Board to promptly finalize its regulations for for adult-use marijuana to move forward with the application process for all identified groups set forth in the Marijuana Regulation and Taxation Act. The Office of Cannabis Management was ordered to continue to keep the judge appraised of the situation in anticipation of the opening of the application process to all parties, which is tentatively scheduled for October 4th. Brian asked representatives to provide updates and to ensure that appropriate progress is being made to, to am, ameliorate who, who, whatever impediments exist to the approval of a process that arguably will make these proceedings mute. The beginning of that application period may actually take longer. Legal experts said if rules regarding the regulation of cannabis sales are revised, the Cannabis Control Board will need to meet Need to meet to approve the rules before they would be posted to a public comment period, um, and that could take months. In addition, the injunction is expected to cause slowdowns to the already delayed rollout process in the two years since New York legalized cannabis and began shaping its nascent retail market. Effectively, we're frozen until Friday, said Ryan McCollin, attorney with the Tully Rickney firm who specializes in cannabis law. And while the injunction will have no effect on received licenses, the line dividing who is exempt from the injunction and who is not, has not been clarified, legal experts say. And man, this is just such a shit show going on in New York. Oh man, oh man, oh man. I feel so bad for these people, but I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I'm willing to bet that there's probably like maybe like five of these people that'll end up getting the exemption, but we'll see what happens next. And this is Jason Beck for the high at nine news hour. What do you think about this? I know Gretchen has something to say <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Why do I always got something to say?
0: Well because you love to talk about New York and you're like their biggest advocate out there of how they're doing. i am not their biggest advocate I, And I'm just time.
4: trying to understand. I'm trying to understand uh, the original case. Mm-hmm. so basically a veterans group said you haven't issued anything to veterans that's right that,
0: well not only that but also you went you went around the parameters and scope that were outlined um, in the original legislation for you to be able to issue out licenses and you basically sidetracked that to allow for only people that were convicted of cannabis crimes and so they're basically challenging it on that basis okay does that make sense
4: I would say they have a case.
0: I would say they have a case too, because I mean, obviously, the judge hasn't sided with the other party yet.
4: Okay, well, just because a judge is willing to hear a case doesn't mean he's made any decisions, Jason Beck. I understand I that. If, if, if you if, being if, such if, a
0: if if he had made if he had made such a decision, we would be covering that story, Gretchen.
4: I'm sure. I what I don't know what the <laughs> fuck your point is, Jason Beck. Why don't you just tell me?
0: My my point is is that these people are going to get screwed, okay? And I'm willing. I'm I'm, I'm just wondering who is actually going to qualify for this for this type of immunity, since the since the lines are so blurry as to who would actually qualify. I know I saw some posts from uh some some legal. Um, legal attorneys out in New York, telling their current applicants to start, make sure that they're gathering all the receipts for everything that they have expensed out up to this point. So in order for them to be able to qualify for that exemption.
2: Yeah, whatever group they pick and they go with, the other group is gonna sue and say, hey, what about us? What about us? Right. I mean, that's one of the biggest problems with the social equity plan
0: yeah i just i just feel like this is ultimately going to lead to more lawsuits of people that don't get the exemption and then that's gonna right sue because they that's didn't right. get the exemption and yeah it's going to be a whole whole clerk yeah. at, at
1: what at what point do they just open it up just let everybody just get in because i think though the entire system is going to just crater under all these lawsuits oh you're
2: because right rico right on target they should just open it the fuck up Clearly, they don't know how to legislate it, right? So I mean, yeah, just open it up.
1: Bankrupt from all these uh, lawsuits coming in from MSOs yeah. and small operators from the, the special interest groups. Like, everybody's going to be one. They're theirs. the
0: government. They'll just print more money, bro. They're Democrats. They'll just print more money.
2: Yeah, but only the lawyers will be making the money.
0: Well, that, that, that's fine. They don't have a problem with lawyers making money. They never have had that problem. House always wins. Yeah, exactly. Because remember, when you're a lawyer, you are. Part of the court, you're part of the system, regardless of whatever side you're on. You're an extended one hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Saman, nice of you to join. Come back with us, bro. You got any thoughts on this? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. uh First day of school for for the kiddo. So oh, had nice. A, had to say goodbye. Um. Yep. New school fools. Oh man. Um nice. Yeah, I do have uh, I do have some ideas, but, uh, you know, it's New York. What do you want me to say? It's, like, it's going to be a shit show there. Um, you know, the legal battles are just beginning. I mean, if everybody thinks this is, like, a big deal, it's, like, just wait. I mean, I, uh, I was an applicant in Jersey. We finally won the license in New Jersey for cultivation just after about a two-and-a-half-year hiatus due to, like, six lawsuits. Um, so, like, at least the... At least the commerce is churning. At least the, they're opening and it's not like, you know, it's not like what happened in Jersey to us where the first round was all the MSOs got the vertical licenses and then there was a two and a half year gap between, you know, anybody else that could join into the game there legally. So, I mean, you know, I, I just feel like these industries in these other states are just, they're stacking up to be in favor of, you know, big big journalists and uh, and not entrepreneurship um when it comes to these cannabis businesses and i think that's a real shame and
4: well isn't that what they're suggesting someone is going to happen here is that um, by this judge having this injunction in place that everyone's going to be screwed and not be able to get a license they're
3: all going to get screwed but yeah. that's what i'm saying it's more in favor Just of like who Jersey. well who do you think's gonna who do you think's gonna weather the storms when it comes down to like everyone halting their businesses nobody can operate i mean that's all the, the that's bodegas the issue will be here. operating well, like who are
4: already issued licenses can operate.
3: Yeah, the ones All that can issue, of them? The ones that have been issued, but the other ones that are that are already in the process. Maybe they've spent money on legal. Maybe they spent money on licensing. Maybe they spent money on a lot of things, and sure. now they're stuck and they can't move anywhere. But they're already out that cash. So it's like those guys are just. You know in my opinion those are the ones that are going to suffer the most because the burden's the biggest on them they've already allocated that cash it's already out of their you know possession and now they're now they don't have a business to show for it so they have a choice you know and i think that's what it is is like you can't put people that are clever you can't put clever entrepreneurs into a hole they'll find a way out and then when they get out you can't hit them with a stick and say get back in the hole it's like uh it's pretty tragic it's a pretty tragic situation but it's very common and with cannabis i think it's just like everybody wants to get in the commerce is uh is is good in this business but it's like you know we have this um disparaging kind of road ahead with with the regulator so as soon as as soon as like big you know the states like new york that are big that that are actually like you know the gatekeepers the future of this industry i feel um once they get their shit together it'll be you know that time, everything will probably be on the same um, same level as far as like how we regulate this business on a national level. But that's how long I think it'll take. It'll take years for New York to get themselves I think it'll, from out from under this rock
0: i think it could take decades i mean i, I mean L- la L- la is a perfect example but we we got to keep it mm-hmm. moving we're going to roll right into our feisty red headed conservative that loves to tell pot love and lives all about themselves she loves to sigh and roll her eyes and dress her dogs in atrocious outfits that even peter would be in peril about that's right is none other than the founder of panoptic strategies miss gretchen gailey
4: I think I would like to request that Rico start doing my intros.
0: You're going to request that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All
4: right. Because my dogs love their that, outfits. I don't know that, what you're saying. I don't put them in anything atrocious.
3: Put, put that they in the oh, suggestion quite box, happy, Quite happy. Well, well, we talk about Versace over here or Wolfsace.
4: Oh, I'm looking into like silk pajamas right now. That's
3: going to be the next purchase. Oh, silky. All right.
4: uh, let's see. My headline. Talk about people getting screwed. A GOP congressman threatens Indian tribe with loss of federal funding over marijuana legalization. A Republican congressman from North Carolina is urging members of the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians to reject a referendum next month that would legalize marijuana on tribal land, warning that the move would mean a loss of federal funding under a bill he plans to introduce. In an op-ed published last week in the Cherokee One Feather, Representative Chuck, Chuck Edwards acknowledged that Congress cannot stop the EBCI referendum set for September 7th from going forward, but he appealed to the tribe's members to vote against it. I proudly consider the tribe my friends and I respect their tribal sovereignty, but there are times when friends disagree and I must do so regarding this question of legalizing recreational marijuana. The tribe's rights should not infringe on the overall laws of our nation. Passage of the legalization referendum would bring legal cannabis sales within a short drive of many people in North Carolina, where both medical and adult-use marijuana remains illegal under state law. Sales on EBCI land under the proposal would be open to adults 21 and older, regardless of tribal membership. And as Edwards noted, the tribe has land holdings all over western North Carolina. To allow our citizens to travel only a few miles to buy and use this common gateway drug would be irresponsible, and I intend to stop it. The lawmaker claimed legalization would lead to more impaired driving, drug tourism, the sale of hard drugs, and unspecified criminal activity that would inevitably follow. While the U.S. legally cannot block the tribe from passing its own laws around marijuana, Edwards threatened to cut federal funding from the tribe if legalization proceeds. He said he will soon be introducing legislation in Congress called Stop the Pot Act, which would defund governments that ignore federal law. It is important that the tribe understands they will be voting on a measure that, if enacted, could soon be very costly. However, he said he intends to pass pursue the Stop Pot Act regardless of whether the EBCI referendum passes. Edwards' office did not immediately respond to Maramana Moments' request for a copy of the forthcoming bill, But in theory, it would cut federal funding not only to EBCI, but also to any other jurisdiction where cannabis is legal, including many U.S. states. But as Edwards wrote, he believes those states are thumbing their proverbial noses at federal law that declare pot as a Schedule I substance, and Congress has sat idly by and watched it happen. EBCI, one of three federally recognized Cherokee groups, is a comparatively wealthy tribe owning its land outright and earning sizable profits from gaming. However, it also receives a significant amount of m- money from the U.S. government, for example, $160 million from the American Rescue Plan in 2021. The roughly 14,000-member tribe previously decriminalized marijuana possession in 2021 and began putting together a medical marijuana program. And despite delays getting that system off the ground, leaders of the tribe marijuana business said recently that they've already grown 25 million million worth of product. Part of that existing production plan involves transporting cannabis along a short stretch of state owned roadway, which North Carolina officials say presents a problem. This is an issue that the tribe and local law enforcement need will need to work out. Uh, said the attorney general, Josh Stein, uh, Swain County Sheriff Curtis Cochran said that he has had several conversations with the chief, tribal attorney and others about the transportation of cannabis. I stated that until North Carolina changes the law, that it is still illegal to possess or transport marijuana on the highway. Uh, This goes on a bit further, uh, but in my estimation, I am not that worried about the Stop the Pot Act. I would say Cherokee Nation, carry on. Uh, I would just be careful if you are going there to actually purchase cannabis. Uh, perhaps they should open a little cannabis cafe where people can consume there. Uh, but there's no shot in hell uh, that this guy is going to get any kind of legislation passed when 38 states have it medically legal. Uh, this is Gretchen for Hyatt Nine News.
1: Why can't, he, this, 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 uh, what? why can't he just leave this one alone? I know.
0: What was the conversation? Why? Name?
1: <laughs> What
0: was was the congressman's (laughs) How can I show
2: everybody how racist I am? Mm. Let's go after the Indians.
0: (laughs) I don't know if this is necessarily about any racism, Todd. I'm not buying that one. Oh, what? come on. No, I'm not, I'm not buying it. Well, his Stop the Pot Act I'm would not.
4: affect any government entity, not just the tribes. Yeah, it's,
0: it's, 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 it, he's going after it. He, he just doesn't like weed. He's just a prohibitionist. I'm not buying any racism off of I don't know. This. If
2: the Indians can't do it, if we can't do it, the Indians can't do it either. Right. I don't know. That's I, what I, it sounds I, like to I me. Out, you you
0: Democrats are like, always so fast to go to the I mean, he did card. put this
4: op-ed in a tribal newspaper. He didn't put this in a, in a North Carolina, like a Charlotte paper anywhere. He said, hey, tribe. You do this. Mm-hmm.
2: You yeah, if you don't play by my rules, I'm going to take my ball yeah. and go home.
0: No,
3: he's. Oh, he's, exactly,
0: he's exactly,
2: I mean, taskmaster.
3: Who heard about the? Who heard about the senator from North Carolina, Shannon something? This guy, he just got arrested for like abusing his wife, and they found a bunch of pot growing in this guy's house, and he's been. A candidate, or he's about to be a candidate for ascendancy again. Maybe he was already a senator. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that. A state, I, state, state senator. State senator. Someone. State senator. Okay, state senator. Someone definitely needs to fact check me, especially when I ask for it. But um, you know, th- it's like North Carolina. I mean, this is this is already happening. So how how are they about to reel it in? Is it just a good old boy thing? Are they trying to take it out of the hands of of, the, okay. of the politically distressed? <laughs>
2: It's okay to beat boyfriend. your wife but don't smoke any weed.
1: Yeah, don't, <laughs> I just, don't, that's don't smoke bad. weed and beat your I wife. <laughs> you know, the NFL. About states, oh, yeah. right? they don't want to they don't want to uh, uh, keep the sovereign states sovereign. They want to attack theirs like, for having their own rules, but they want to have their own. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like you stole this fucking land and they have their own rules like within their own sovereign nations. Leave them the fuck alone
3: no big big government bad except when kimosabi wants to grow some some herb yeah I, yeah I yeah, do, yeah. I do think you know i
2: i'm surprised that they don't want uh to uh give them more fire water right I, and i and, mean i mean I let mean, them destroy themselves with the evil weed i
0: right. I, I, I do believe that this is a, a big uh, over over overreach of government in regards to that and i don't think that they'll ultimately be successful at all of this i don't think they're ever going to get to 218 votes to get this over the hurdle um So I agree with you on that, Gretchen. You have have something else? I don't even think think this is going
4: to get through committee. I mean, it's not even going to come to a vote. Are you crazy? It'll be introduced and die.
0: I'm just saying that's what he's doing.
2: This is his own dumb shit as he campaigns. You know what, though?
0: The the one part I do like about this bill, though, is I am going to be interested to see if he's able to get any co-sponsors because those are all going to be able to just classify them as prohibitionists as well. And so it's always good when when uh, elected officials come out and out themselves in regards to their positions on this. But nonetheless, we got to go to a commercial and we'll be right back Agree with that the control tower from highly educated has perfected the dab utilizing the concept of thin film evaporation you can waste none of it and taste all of it the micro texture of the se pillar increases nucleation at elevated temperatures and With the tower propelling at 2600 RPMs, it's certainly the most efficient DAB experience to date. The control tower from Highly Educated. Oh, yeah. Stop whatever you're doing. Make sure you hit that like button. It really helps with our algorithm over there at YouTube. Also, make sure that you're subscribed if you haven't subscribed already. And make sure you check out our website where you can see all of the top stories that we cover today and every day at www.hiat9news.com. And also, too, please make sure you're sharing this with your friends, colleagues, whatever, anyone that you want to share this with because we believe that organic growth is the best growth.
1: Keeping up to date on the evolving policies of relevant state, local, and federal governments is key to success. When the future of your business is at stake, you need representation as dedicated as you are. With a maze of laws and regulations surrounding cannabis, hemp, and psychedelics knowing where to begin can be a challenge. Good thing the law offices of Omar Figueroa features a skilled, highly focused team ready to guide you through it all. You're accepting new clients in California and New York. So make sure you check them out at info at Yeah, another one. We just keep on going.
0: Yeah, we're, you're you're on, Rico. Let's go. Yeah.
1: Up next is the Vegas-based co-founder of the Smuggleverse and president and founder at DigiPath Labs. Here to bless us with that uh, golden voice with more flex on it than uh, a Donald Trump toilet. Todd Dinkin. I
2: don't even know what that means.
1: I don't either. <laughs> you know, gold in your voice got more gold than Donald Trump toilets? Come on, man. Gotcha,
2: boy, I hope so. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. He's got a, a lot of gold in them toilets. So. He does. Uh, but thank you, Rico. And, uh, you know, my uh, story coming out of uh, Minnesota. Uh, so should Minnesotans be able to sell marijuana they grow? Advocates say that the Constitution allows it. Minnesotans can now legally grow their own marijuana at home, but the state's new recreational cannabis law prohibits them from selling it. Even so, some advocates in Minnesota's cannabis community argue that a little-known provision in the state constitution allows them to sell the marijuana they grow. That provision states that, and I quote, Any person may sell or peddle the products of the farm or garden occupied and cultivated I him without obtaining a license therefore attorney Thomas Gallagher who's a board member for the Minnesota chapter of normal said that would appear to apply to cannabis at a Minnesota normal news conference earlier this month Gallagher called on the legislature to weigh in on the uh, matter next year the legislature has already taken a firm position lawmakers passed a recreational cannabis law this year that allows Minnesotans 21 and older to grow up to eight marijuana plants for residents. They can give away some of that cannabis they grow to other adults, but selling it without a license is a crime, ranging from a petty misdemeanor to a felony. First licensed retail dispensaries outside of tribal reservations aren't expected to open until 2025. According to Senator Lindsey Port, he said, we did not allow for selling cannabis by unlicensed individuals and I would be very surprised to see that change. Port also said that the Constitution uh, amendments cited by the advocates has limitations. Uh, I quote Port again by saying, uh, where health and safety are a concern, there is a precedent in restricting that part of the Constitution. For instance, there are restrictions on selling raw milk. Really good comparison to cannabis. David Schultz, a political science and legal studies professor at Hamlin University, Heard the same view in a recent opinion article he wrote for the news website MinnPost. He cited a 1998 Minnesota Court of Appeals ruling that stated the constitutional provision does not protect marijuana sales. Schultz also mentioned a 2005 Minnesota Supreme Court option or opinion that stated that farm-raised meat sales could be regulated to protect public health. Given these decisions... The state could ban or regulate the sale of marijuana even by individuals who grow it on their farms or in their backyards, Schultz wrote. That doesn't mean people won't try to sell cannabis they grow, though, Gallagher said. He expects some home growers will sell marijuana to their friends regardless, potentially getting themselves into legal trouble, while also bringing the question of this constitutional provision up for fresh consideration. Growing marijuana at home can be costly, though some growers might consider selling it to help recoup the costs, Gallagher said, "Don't think people are going to sell the weed they grow. It's going to happen," he added. A local cannabis company already tried to sell plants in the parking lot of a tobacco shop in Fairbault earlier this month and had them confiscated by police. The company owner argued that because the plants were immature and contained no THC yet, he should be able to sell them. Well, shockingly, the cops disagreed with that interpretation. And minnesota businesses are allowed to sell cannabis seeds under the new law but they can't sell immature marijuana plants or flower without state licenses permitting them to do so if a home grower chooses chooses to sell some cannabis faces a criminal charge for doing so this right guaranteed by the minnesota constitution might be an effective defense Ella wrote in a recent blog post advocates from minnesota normal are also asking a state lawmaker to repeal all criminal penalties Mar- marijuana possession. Under Minnesota's new marijuana law, it's a crime to possess to possess or grow at home more cannabis than what's legally allowed. Adults may possess up to two ounces of marijuana flour in public and up to two pounds in their homes. They can also possess up to eight grams of cannabis concentrates and edible products containing up to 800 milligrams of THC. But normal advocates argue that such possession limits are unfair because there are none for alcohol products, or didn't comment on the matter. Gallagher said, people aren't getting arrested or prosecuted or convicted of possessing too much beer, wine, or distilled spirits. So should there be criminal penalties for selling weed to your neighbor? Todd Dankin with High 9 News. I can't wait to hear what you have to say, Jason.
0: I want to know how he got caught selling weed to his neighbor.
2: Well, I don't think anybody was caught yet. They're
3: just saying like, that you the, can't do it. The guy selling the plants got caught in the parking lot because he's oh, doing in the parking the, lot. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He, he was doing it in the open selling plants. I mean, it's like that, you know, do it a little, you know, have a little it's like, come arrest me. I, mean, I know. Hold on. It's so hold, on hold
0: on. You could easily said that those were hemp plants. And I'm pretty sure that that would have been legal. They, under they tried. Law. They, they tried. They did. They tried. They tried? Yeah. yeah. They didn't they, try said they that, didn't. that. They well, said that theory. because they're
3: immature, they don't have any THC. Exactly. And they're right. And they're exactly right about that. The cops disagreed and took the weed and that's their discretion. You gotta get a lawyer and fight back. And sue the city oh, they, or sue they, the police oh, department for taking they're, your shit.
0: They're, they're, they're I mean, yeah, win. they could, they they're could win. win.
3: They could win, and that, and that's what's going to be needed, right? It's a, it's a, it's a step in the right direction. It's there's going to have to be legal action taken, and those people prevail against the cities and counties or whatever, and eventually they're going to start to like stop, you know, stop enforcing those things. They're just not going to go after those people, just like they did, you know, in any respective state. It just was less of a priority for them, but. You know, it's like, it's just the age old, you know, hilarity of this stupid industry that's being promulgated. It's like, okay, you can possess two pounds. Where are you getting it from? So I can bring it from wherever I can just have it in my house. It's all good. I can have eight grams of concentrates. That's better than uh, the state of Colorado. You know for a concentrate you no, know hold on you, can, you can have
0: you can have more of that in your house you're that's what you're legally allowed uh, to I, I, but but, I,
3: but i'm saying it's like those there there's like they're skipping all the way to the end and they're saying you can have this but there's a process to, to obtaining that you know that you know if it's coming from somewhere else obviously it's a whole list of other issues it's like i don't do lawmakers just give it not, away I mean, you can give dude, it away you just can't sell it
2: so yeah, I don't know. Everyone says, I know.
3: "Ah, I just gave it to that dude." Yeah, isn't I, that the defense? I don't know. Manufacture, <laughs> like for instance, sounds like DC consequence, right? Right, it's I, it's ridiculous. I know federal judges incredible. that have been
0: that, that have on the record have stated that the federal government pays them to believe that marijuana is dropped out of the sky in crates, and that's where it comes from. <laughs> so, Damn. It, when,
2: so when it uh, when cannabis first came to Nevada. Um, uh, Steve Sisolak, who was our former governor, who back at the time was a county commissioner, and they were talking about where all of this weed was coming from because there's nothing indigenous to Nevada, right? And uh, they caught him on the news, and a news guy was like, "Hey, Steve, where's the uh, all the cannabis coming from?" And he looked at the camera like, "I have no comment on that." <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. <I laughs> so I they just need to open it and just give people the permission and let them build their own industry there and minnesota has i mean i know a lot of great folks from the great state of minnesota and some of the you know some better growers and hash makers that i you know have met and actually growers a lot of growers that i've met from minnesota that were fantastic um you know we're not going to name any names but amazing and so she big shout out but like that's what they need to do instead of like you know restraining um you know what could be a pretty you know, booming economy for, for Minnesota. And I know there's a, not a lot of commerce happening. That's like, you know, that's uh, going to drive economic growth in Minnesota. Now this is an economic driver. It's been proven time and time again in many States over. So, I mean, just let it happen. Just let it happen. That's all I got to say. I, I like,
0: I, I like, what, yeah. I, I like what James, uh, J- James, of Flatbush just threw up in the chat. He says, I gave the plant to that guy. He donated me money so I could buy seeds. There so, you go. Circle of life. Oh, look at that. Look at that.
2: <laughs> Circle um, of defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we're going
0: we're, we're gonna to keep this moving. Thank you so much for that story, Todd. This is, we're going to keep, keep track of what's going on with this guy's case. That's for sure, because uh, I'm pretty sure that if he has the money, he could definitely beat it. And set a precedence for his community. That would be really helpful. But nonetheless, we have Mr. Simon Razani. He is... A cultivation specialist, a facility designer, and a manufacturer extraordinaire. Whose product, Hello Again, reminds women over 50 how to say Hello Again? That's right, it's none other than the Mr. Saman Rizani.
3: Hello, hello, everybody. Great to hear Jason's voice and see everyone's beautiful, shining face today. Um, I've got a pretty interesting story out of Marijuana Moment. Um, related to psychosis with marijuana use or cannabis use didn't even use that word. Um, a new study of teens and young adults at risk of developing psychotic disorders found that regular marijuana use over two year period did not trigger early onset of symptoms, contrary to the claims of uh, prohibitionists who argue that cannabis causes mental illness. In fact, it was associated with modest improvements in cognitive function and reduced uses of other medications. A team of researchers at Zucker Hillside Hospital, Stanford University School of Medicine, University of Michigan, and University of California at Davis carried out the study, which was published Tuesday in the Journal of uh, Psychiatry Research. Recreational cannabis use has recently gained considerable interest as an environmental risk factor that triggers the onset onset of psychosis. The study authors wrote, to date, however, the evidence that cannabis is associated with negative outcomes in individuals at clinical high risk, that's CHR uh, for short, the psychosis was inconsistent. To investigate, the team tracked 210 CHR patients ages 12 to 25 who participated in an early detection and intervention for the prevention of psychosis program, EDIPPP for short. Uh, everyone loves their acronyms and they were for the state. Uh, over the course of two years, researchers compared the mental health and prescription medication medication usage of people who regularly consumed marijuana to non-users. The study found that continuous cannabis use over two years of, fol- of follow-up was not associated with the increased psychosis transition rate and did not worsen clinical symptoms, functioning levels, or overall neurocognition. Nevertheless, our findings suggest that continuously using cannabis may be associated with slightly elevated, albeit non-significant, attenuate positive symptom levels relative to non-users, the researchers said. Which is just a fancy way of saying, yeah, if you smoke weed every day for a long time, you have a little elevated, um, you know, uh, you know, elevated psychosis than the normal normal person but depending on what that is the study isn't meant to encourage youth marijuana use or support cannabis as a therapeutic tool for those of psychos for those at risk of psychosis but it adds that the body of scientific literature around marijuana and psychosis as opponents of legalization continue to claim the high thc cannabis can trigger can trigger schizophrenia a separate study published by the American Medical Associ- Association, the AMA, in January that looked at data for more than 63 million insurance beneficiaries found that no statistically significant increase in psychosis-related diagnosis in the states have, been, have that have legalized marijuana compared to those that continue to criminalize cannabis were any different. So that's, um, you know, that's an interesting story today from Marijuana Moment. I mean, this is... I've I've seen a couple other studies and I think that there's, you know, some inconsistency with with those results because, um, you know, and and this is only taking a two year snapshot, really. So it's like, you know, you're only looking at, you know, six, seven hundred days of data um, from people who are on and off. And and the age range, you know, 12 to 25, it's, um, you know, I, I feel like feel like there's something to be said for you know the uh the older group the that middle generation where it's like you know 25 to like 45 and looking at the data there but two years isn't a lot to look at uh, when it comes to like you know any kind of neural behavior with with cannabis use i i don't think so and, and jason um my friend cynthia i brought down the one that was the neuro neurologist um you know i'll talk to her about this and see what she thinks and we'll we'll, we'll do a follow-up on the story but this is just interesting data to come out and um, you know, Stanford, you know, Cal Davis, um, big ag schools, University of Michigan, that's a that's a very accredited school from for medicine. So I, I think this is a uh, positive, but it's also I think it's we're we're just seeing like the, the the base layer and there's so much more depth to this information that needs to be understood. Yeah, when you
2: said trigger
3: psychosis,
2: does that mean that if I was gonna be psychotic to begin with? And
3: it just hasn't been triggered yet that marijuana brings that on. Right, right, right. Like like marijuana would open the pathway for you to be a, for you to be a psycho killer, Norman Bates. I don't know if I'm buying I'm, I don't know if I'm buying that, but I
0: do believe that people are, that are predisposed to psychosis that cannabis can can influence that. I, I, I do I do believe that part. But these are all for people that are predisposed to that already. That like they're 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 already the people that this is gonna ultimately gonna happen to.
3: Right. Right. dude crazy crazy well we'll see. see we'll see what we'll see what happens but if anybody you know all these people going crazy out there they think it's cuz of cannabis i mean or fentanyl laced cannabis or some you know some weird There's no uh such thing as that. you know hy- hybrid hard drug cannabis yeah, <laughs> can me,
2: for me it prevents my psychosis
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> it calms me right down yeah, right. I,
3: I mean I, definitely gretchen have you ever
0: seen anyone go crazy on cannabis
4: no
3: no
0: never seen it huh no i've seen i've I've seen people in the movie reefer madness they're all going mad Uh,
2: isn't that real
1: they're they're (laughs) acting stop it what's (laughs) that rico i've seen some people do some crazy shit on weed you know what i'm saying what like michael phelps win olympic medals (laughs) yeah yeah, they're not Richardson. robbing liquor stores Richardson. last night breaking yep. records uh, breaking records yes
0: yeah, is, she, is she gonna make it to france do you guys think
3: I, I i hope i hope that uh i hope they don't you know they don't try to like backpedal on the weed thing after taking her medal you know from from the last one i think like i think she's a true champion you just get back up you do it again you prove that you're the best and uh pot or no pot i mean obviously she's definitely more careful this time but you know if they if the if all these agencies start backpedaling and you know after doing something so horrendous as taking someone's like you know olympic medal that's just to me that's nuts
1: yeah man they need to just pave the way man let's just let it happen
3: let it happen that's what we let, said
1: let it back it, that tube man let it happen all right
0: all right i'm gonna go to to our last story of the day you guys gretchen you are gonna love this story okay gretchen, i'm all right. sure right, the is- eyes that yeah, time. I hope. I hope so. I, ho- I hope they did si. Can I get an eye roll, Gretchen? Oh, thank you. You so can much.
4: get one every day.
0: <laughs> Gretchen. Do you want? Do you want to own your own farm? Because sure. an Oklahoma sheriff is auctioning off 19 acres from a seized marijuana farm. Oh, yeah. Ooh. A former illegal marijuana grow farm in Johnston County will go to the auction block next month. The Johnston County sheriffs announced on Tuesday that 19.24 acre lot near Coleman will be available from September 11th through September 13th at, on an online auction. An opening bid of $755,006 will start the auction. In a quote, we're looking to find buyers who will take ownership of this property and use it responsibly, which was certainly not happening under the previous owners. In a quote, Johnston County Sheriff uh, Gary Dodd said in a statement in another quote, he says, let it be known throughout the county that if you use your farm to grow illegally, we will seize it and we will sell it. Five years after Oklahoma voters approved a measure to legalize the licensed cultivation, use, possession of marijuana for medical purposes, the state is home to a thriving cannabis black market that grows and ships large amounts of marijuana throughout the country and probably internationally as well, too. Um, The black market cannabis economy has led to labor trafficking, prostitution and in one case, the killing of four people. Shen Wu, a 46-year-old former worker at an Oklahoma marijuana farm at a f- uh, farm near Hennessy, a small town about 68 miles northwest of Oklahoma City, is accused of killing four other workers on November 20th after demanding $300,000 be returned to him for his investment in the illegal enterprise. Local and state agencies routinely raid illegal grow operations and seize millions of dollars in illegally Uh, Produced marijuana and at the farm near Coleman authorities reported the seizure of roughly 20,000 illegally grown marijuana plants worth more than 30 million in street value. The farm was among several grow operations raided within a span of two uh, week span of weeks two summers ago and the Johnson County Sheriff's Office um, selected Maryland based bid for assets which describes itself as a leading online marketplace for the sale of distressed real estate properties sold by governments, county tax collectors and financial institutions and real estate funds to conduct next month's online auction Um, in, in a news release bid for assets said it collaborated with the sheriffs and foreclosure attorneys to pass legislation allowing foreclosure auctions to be conducted online uh, back on May 25th of 2022 and Governor Sit signed that bill into law and oh man oh man oh man they do say that potential bidders on the farm near Coleman must register for a free bid for assets uh, assets account and fund a $25,000 refundable bid deposit in order to participate and deposits are due by September 6th Gretchen so you too can have a weed farm in Oklahoma and grow some boof outdoor. But I don't even think you can grow weed on this property, but we'll see.
4: Well, I don't care. I would turn it into a dog farm, and I would just rescue a lot of dogs. A dog Put farm? Put them in cute little outfits. You grow
1: farms? You'll create a little You'll factory grow dogs. there to, to create your, your own clothes, right? hmm <laughs> Hold on. So you're telling me you're going to create a dog, dog farm, farm? I, thought,
0: I thought.
4: Yeah. I thought I'm not going to be a, a cat rescue. lady. I'm going
2: to be a dog lady. Yes. Dog rescue. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and I'm going to take said.
4: all the sad old dogs and give them a home because nobody sad. likes the old ones. Well,
0: she said it's
1: a that's dog farm. farm. I'm going to uh, hold myself back from uh, going further on what a dog lady is. <laughs> Simmer down. There's lady. nothing
4: wrong with loving the puppies.
0: Uh huh. Loving some. Pups. They're better than men. So. <laughs> yeah.
4: <right.
3: laughs> um, yeah. Aunt- Looks like that psychosis is starting out. You better smoke some weed. Exactly, right? this psychosis
0: is already starting <laughs> off. Exactly right. Light here. it up.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. There's seven, seven fifty k, man. That, that's this is cheap. You might just want to get that
3: land and just sit on it and. No, nah, that's it, right? that's expensive, dude. That land was like you know forty thousand dollars, like you know yeah, last I year thought, or two I thought years that was, ago. I thought I mean, that was expensive. That,
0: I'm with you. So that's long. expensive. Yeah. I thought yeah, that no, was it's really, like, really expensive.
3: It's, it's like they're value, they're valuing all the growth structure that you can't use probably on the right, property. Right, is like, right, <laughs>
0: right.
3: yeah, they're going to so be like, oh, all yeah. that shit, take it away. Yeah, right. You got to tear it all down. <laughs> it's not up to code. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, uh, you could buy, you could, you could have bought land for cheap in Oklahoma now, you know, they're raising the price. So it deters people from, from buying, you know, huge parcels of land and growing lots of cannabis.
1: You
3: don't oh. think it'll continue to go up? I mean, it'll. Yeah, of course, it'll. It'll continue to go up. But I'm saying it went up. It went up exponentially in just a short period of time because of this inundation of you know cultivators from all over, mm-hmm. commonly known as the pot tax. That's, that's. I mean, the landowners got a little got more savvy. Expensive. Yeah, yeah they got a little savvy out there not a lot okay. of people's trying to, not a lot of people trying to like open up you know chicken farms and stuff out there there's already a ton like it's uh it's just one of those things where the land was valueless and then all of a sudden you know full of value because everyone wanted it to grow a bunch of weed. so mm-hmm. now it's now it's just now it's just a fight you know a battle to like reduce the number of of growers they have in that state because right. there's just so many so Shit.
1: Yeah, purchase that shit on an FHA loan, man. Drop a small amount on that shit and watch it accrete. All right, wrap it up. Yeah, that's that's, that's before
4: chemo loses his mind over there.
0: Chemo, chemo's going (laughs) in. Chemo's going in. He wants to come check out your dog farm, Gretchen.
3: I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my dog. That's good. yeah. is one yep. of the best dudes I know, straight yep. up. Oh just, good just, lord just then. Just that's honest, all I gotta say. Honest. Good Not, lord. He just likes to joke around. I think you just you get it you get it messed uh-huh. up. It's this is comedy. This is like a this is like a stand up show. Sure. <laughs> you
1: know that note? Yep. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in for yet another episode of Hyatt Nine News. And, uh, what number show is this, uh, Jason? I don't know
0: the number, but this is our official one year anniversary. Started on anniversary. August 27th. Woo! And so we want to thank Definitely everybody again. Thank you all at home for watching, tuning in regularly. Thank you, Gretchen. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, mm-hmm. Simon. Thank you, out yeah. there.
2: Yes. Proud yeah. of you, Jason. Congratulations. Yes. Yes. All the best, Thank brother. you, Rico. Again, another 10 more years.
1: Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Let's do it, man. We one year down. Definitely appreciate everybody tuning in for with us every single morning on the weekdays at nine AM Pacific and twelve noon on the east coast. You can always catch us on every station. Uh if there's YouTube. Are we still on Twitch?
0: Um we are getting ready to though we just found a found a thing so we can we can do all that again, but we are on Rumble.
1: Are we on Rumble? Like where do you even yeah. find Rumble? It's just, on the internet. Right, you can
4: catch us, okay, uh, anyway, wrap the up the damn show.
3: show. All media <laughs> that, that it's the one-year show, Gretchen. You want to give him a little grace today? Just give him a little. No. Right.
4: After a year, they should know yeah, how man. to wrap this shit up on time.
3: <laughs> hey, man, uh, I got kids, man.
2: I'm oh, 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 so wow. sorry. <laughs>
1: Just
0: saying. Thank you. Yeah, we already know he doesn't know how to wrap it up.
1: You know, what I'm saying? a big shout out to the <laughs> super fans showing love every single day, getting their comments live on the big screen, our live audience and online supporters catching us across, across all the media platforms, our vetted correspondent team tuning in for with us over the last year from all over, bringing us much needed variety of perspective and your respected opinions to the table, to our production team, which has evolved over the first year too, Cloud Media Partners, House of Fuego, still holding strong, to all the rest of our uh, sponsors as well, uh, keeping our AV struggles to a minimum, and of course, the lovely Jaja Simone holding things down everywhere else i guess like on rumble wherever the fuck you find Rumble at but um as always cannabis sativa l the reason we show up to read these headlines every single day thank you it has been tuesday august 22nd 2023 the show is officially over you've been blessed with the top industry headlines hope was enough to put in your pipe and smoke at least until wednesday i'm rico lomi the dopest dad on the street for high at nine news and you know what saman razani you got this one man because gretchen was talking shit
3: Mm-hmm. So I just, I just want to thank Jason Beck for the platform, you know, and for bringing everybody the news. This is, a, this is just a great way to get us all together. Thanks to our audience who have been supporting us for so long. You guys are great, even though y'all are a bunch of haters too. Love y'all. <laughs> Stay positive. Don't forget to help your neighbors when they need help. A lot of things happening quickly. The summer's almost over and we're into the fall. So just, you know, keep looking out and keep, uh, you know, keep helping and keep collaborating. That's all I got to say. Respect to you all. Thanks a lot. Much love. Yes.
1: Everybody. Yes. Later. Thank you, yeah. guys. All right.